Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Now, many of you know that Tuesdays is when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch, where you receive biblical teachings from myself and someone else, as well as learning information as it relates to day-to-day life experiences or real-life situations. Now, I hope you can see me on Facebook Live because for some reason these electronics and stuff just don't want to be working the way that they're supposed to be. So I'm going to go on Facebook just to see because I'm learning and I'm noticing that some of this stuff just is not working right. Now, it's saying that I'm online and I do see that I'm on live as I'm looking down. So, okay. So we got it going. That's good. So with today's show, and I'm waiting on someone to call in because they said they was going to call in, so you better not scare me up this time. If you do, I'm telling my auntie on you. So today we're going to be talking about manipulative spirits. Now, we talk about manipulative spirits and manipulation. Now, manipulation is an action of manipulating someone in a skillful manner. You know, it takes charm, charisma. You got to be a smooth talker. Back in the day, that kind of stuff was fine. Some individuals thought it was attracting, it was luring. But in most cases, it can be done in a clever way. It's not always for your good. It could lead to an attempt to sway someone's emotions to get them to do something or make them act or feel in a certain way. Now, there are several different types of manipulative behaviors, and it can be done in a variety of types of relationships. When I was putting the show together, I didn't realize how manipulative sometimes parents can be, how we we bribe kids to to do stuff, to get them to act a certain way, and then we also do so in relationships. But today, many individuals are being manipulated or may be at risk of being manipulated in a number of ways. So, again, I'm inviting you to join myself and whoever calls in on the show as we talk about this. Now, because today is Tuesday, when we pretty much do the show from the pulpit to the couch, we're also going to be talking about spiritual manipulation. Now, spiritual manipulation is a very powerful form of manipulation. And the first thing that came to my mind was a Jezebel spirit and, and what happens. And, you know, I saw a friend had posted something about how sometimes people can be cunning and how individuals have their own perceptions about things. But the thing with spiritual manipulation, it can be done in a church if one is not careful. So my question is, do you know how to discern spirit manipulation? If you do, talk about it. If you feel that you are in a relationship with someone that is manipulative, or perhaps you may be demonstrating such behaviors in order to get what you want, let's talk about it. Because it is available, but they say you cannot change what you, cannot acknowledge, what you will not acknowledge. So we first got to realize that this is a problem before we are willing to even do anything about it. Now, I know I'm looking now because I'm looking at so many different gadgets and gadgets, and I'm back in my messy computer room today because I'm noticing that the Internet, I don't know what's going on with the Internet, but for some reason, the Internet is not just what it used to be because it is causing me all kinds of problems. I did a whole show yesterday about should we mask up? And I found out that Blog Talk only had me on for two minutes and 40-something seconds, and yet we did a whole show. So if you want to listen to yesterday's show, it's best to listen to it. I'm glad I did record it on Facebook Live. But it's interesting because sometimes I do a show on Facebook Live, and Facebook Live don't even have me on. Then you got to go to Blog Talk. So I'm going to figure this mess out. So, again, if you want to call in on the show, give me a call at 516 516- Three eight seven one nine one four because I do want to hear your suggestions, your thoughts, your input, your experiences as it relates to this topic. Now, I mentioned earlier, and I'm just looking at the definition of manipulation, because in order to know if you're being manipulated, you need to know what that means. 
Now, by definition, manipulation is the action of manipulating something or someone in a skillful manner. The actions of manipulating someone in a clever way. Now, sometimes it don't take a lot to manipulate some individuals because some individuals may be longing for a relationship, maybe wanting to hear somebody tell them something sweet, kind, and nice, and it, they don't have to do a lot of work. Now, what does manipulating someone mean? It means it is the exercise of harmful influence over others. In a way, everyone can manipulate others to get what they want. But manipulation is defined as any attempt to sway someone's emotions to get them to act a certain way. And it's sad. It's sad because we talk about individuals that have different personalities, you know, whether they're narcissistic, some individuals are controlling. I conduct the 52-week batteries intervention group, and we talk about power and control to where manipulation can also be a form of emotional abuse. Now, I just went to WebMD, and it talks about manipulation, symptoms to look for. Now, we know that it's natural for individuals in a relationship to experience problems. And as the relationship grows, sometimes these problems stem from emotions or greed, meaning it's something that the person wants. Now, one type of problem that can surface in any type of relationship we know is manipulation. This is a problem that can lead to others along the way. We've got to learn the signs of manipulation and what to do about it if it surfaces in your relationship with other people. So, again, manipulation, harmful influence over other individuals. We see it in leadership. We're seeing it in politics. We're seeing it when it comes to the vaccine, the vaccination, because individuals say, well, if you go get vaccinated, you can get tickets to the Padres game. Or you get, really? That is really a form of manipulation. Now, what happens is when individuals are manipulated, others attack their mental and their emotional sides to get what they want. The person manipulating called the manipulator is they seek to create an imbalance of power, and they take advantage of another person to get our control or benefits, and sometimes privileges at the expense of another person. Now, I mentioned earlier that manipulation can happen in close or casual relationships, but they are more common and closely formed relationships. So what happens is, in a way, everyone can manipulate another to get they want. But again, but manipulation is defined as any attempt to sway one's emotions. People use things, for an example, they have common tricks that they use to make a person feel irrational and more likely to give in to their requests. A few common examples include guilt. Have you ever felt guilty if you didn't do something? You know, as a therapist, I have a lot of parents or quite a few parents will complain or they'll say, my child is very manipulative. Or the the home could be broken and the child could be going from parent to parent and they will use one parent against another parent and the parents feel guilty. And they will give the child what they want out of guilt. Another example that's very common is complaining. Don't nobody want to hear nobody complain all the time. And that is a form of manipulation. But I learned with my daughter, that don't get me nowhere, especially complaining. She'd be like, figure it out. (laughs) I get mad. Another one is comparing. When individuals start comparing people and comparing things, lying. Lying is a huge form of manipulation because it can also lead to betrayal, deceit, just the lying, just being dishonest. How did it get manipulated? The other person flat out lied. Another one is denying and feeling 
of, um, we call it um, the arrogance or ignoring or the innocence. And then we got the blame. Sometimes individuals may manipulate another person by blaming things on the person or accusing the person of doing something that they may not have done. And then we got the mind game. So those are just some of the areas that we see that can include some common examples. Now, again, if it is you, you know you're doing it. If you're on the receiving end and you don't like it, you can let the person know. No, I am no longer going to be involved in this, and you have to learn how to set boundaries. Now, with the information that I'm getting from WebMD, it also talks about the signs of manipulation, and manipulation can happen in many forms. And, in fact, sometimes kindness can be a form of manipulation depending on the intent. I've heard individuals say, well, they took my kindness for weakness, or my mother used to always say I was naive. And I was far from naive. Now, depending on the intent, the question is raised, is any form of influence considered manipulation? And whether the manipulation has good or bad intentions, it is still an attempt to undermine your rational thinking. And individuals who manipulate others have common traits that you can look for. And these common traits are very important because it also helps you understand the character of a person that you're dealing with, meaning they will know your weaknesses and know how to exploit them. I tell individuals, a person can't push your buttons because they don't know what buttons to push. So if you feel that you are being manipulated in a relationship, you may have given a person your power or you may have told them too much. Another thing is, they will use your insecurities against you. Now, if you're dealing with a lot of insecurities, find you somebody to work with, whether it's a life coach or whether it's a therapist, but there is help available for individuals that are struggling with some things. Another common trait to look for is they convince you to give up something important to you. So they know you like it. They know you want it, but they will talk you in to giving it up, whether it's a house or whether it's a couch. <laughs> and the person know who I'm talking to about this one. But it is a form of manipulation, meaning that they would have convinced you to give up something that is important to you to make you more dependent on them. And, again, individuals, they miss it. And then, like I said, if you know you're doing it, what are your intents? I didn't even learn this one to just now as I'm looking at it and reading it. So I'm going to repeat that. They convince you to give up something important to you to make you more dependent on them. And if they are successful in their manipulation, they will continue to do so until you're able to get out of the situation. So it just don't, it don't just stop all of a sudden. Because sometimes they want more and more and more. Now, other signs of manipulation include location advantage, meaning the manipulator will try to bring you out of your comfort zone and places that you are familiar with that you have no advantage to where they can have more advantage over you. Because it's like you in a foreign land. You don't know what's going on. You don't know. Oof. And this can be any place that the manipulator feels ownership of or in control of. So what happened is they take you out of your comfort zone, tell you, hey, why don't you move to another state? Hey, why don't we? Because then, then, but like I said, and it can happen in any relationship, work relationship, dating relationship. So there are some other things that it talks about manipulation of facts. A manipulator will actively lie to you, blame you or strategically share facts about them and withhold other truths. And in doing so, they feel they're gaining power over you and gaining intellectual superiority. So these are character flaws, character traits. And, I mean, I can – I ain't trying to blame or what they call slander nobody. But I know a lot of people that are like that. Now, the exaggeration and generalization, meaning the manipulator – 
are experts in exaggerating and generalization, and they may say things like, no one has ever loved me. They use vague accusations to make it harder to see the holes in their argument. So if you know individuals or, like I said, and this is happening to you, let's talk about it. Another thing of innovation is they can use cruel humor. Now, somebody would say, well, what is cruel humor? This is a tactic used by manipulators, and it's meant to poke at your weaknesses and make you feel insecure, making you look bad, and they have a sense of psychological superiority over you. Now, many of you have heard of gaslighting. Gaslighting is a new term that is used, and it is used where the manipulator will confuse you or make you question your own reality. Now, the manipulation happens when you confront the abuse or the lie, and a manipulator tells you it never happened. What you talking about? I wasn't there. If I made a song, it wasn't me. It's like, really? So, and then you got what's called passive-aggressive, and individuals can be passive-aggressive many, for many reasons, and they aren't always intended to manipulate, but chronic long-term manipulators will use this tactic to make you feel guilty, give backhanded compliments. They are doing this to show anger without directly being angry or making you feel confused. Constant judging. Nobody wants to be judged. And with today, like I said, today is Tuesday when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch, and I'm going to be transitioning over to spiritual manipulation and how that can occur. When we start talking about constant judging, someone constantly ridiculing you, that's not healthy. And the manipulator does not hide their manipulations behind humor or good fun. In this case, they are openly judging, ridiculing, and dismissing individuals. They want to make the other person feel like they're doing something wrong and that no matter what that person do, it's going to be inadequate to them. They only focus on negative aspects and do not offer constructive solutions, meaning if you're going to point something out, if you're going to tell a person, you know what, when you do this, I don't like it, or I feel this way, Give them something positive to go on also. Now, when we talk about treating manipulation, manipulation can be hard to identify or to admit to when it's happening to you or for having the manipulation happening to you. It's like domestic violence. Sometimes individuals think it's all my fault. I shouldn't have done it. No. You know, sometimes people can give without unrealistic expectations. But the thing is, when we talk about manipulation, it's not your fault for having it happening, and there is no way to prevent manipulation because it's an issue of the manipulator. And the problem is you just got to be able to identify it. Now, I'm going to give you one area that you can really, really focus on to help individuals, setting strong boundaries. Boundaries are important. And manipulators don't like boundaries. They really don't. Now, what happens we talk about in a relationship is by setting strong boundaries, communicate in a clear, direct, and specific way. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. You don't have to be offensive. You don't have to cut nobody or cut them off or don't want to be bothered with them. But just let them know, hey, you know what? I'm being clear. I'm being direct. And I also say, I'm going to be consistent. Understand when manipulation is not normal and needs to be addressed. Don't accuse everyone of trying to take advantage of you because that could be a little bit of paranoia or carrying some baggage from previous relationships. And set boundaries around manipulation and find a way to let the person know that you understand that they're manipulating you and that you don't want to be a part of that conversation, situation. It's like, I don't even want to be included in this. And seek a trusted individual who is not under the influence of the manipulator and ask for their advice about your situation. 
It doesn't mean you're going to follow their advice, but at least you can consult with someone. And you heard me say that's not under the influence of the manipulator because the manipulator will manipulate more than one person. So especially if they're being nice to your parents because they're trying to get to you or they're nice to your siblings or your kids. You know, we see that a lot in dating relationships where individuals will manipulate the kids to get close to the mother or even the father. Now, being able to identify manipulation is a large part of putting it to an end. you got to be able to identify it before you say, you know what, enough is enough. So if manipulation is coming from a loved one, it can be very difficult to seek help because a lot of times you think it's a love, but it could be a distorted love. Now, manipulation can take a toll on your emotional well-being. Therefore, it is important that you're able to find a safe way out of the situation. You know what? When we say safe, that don't mean because sometimes the manipulation or the manipulator can have abandonment issues, attachment issues. So you really got to be mindful of that, especially considering in a lot of cases the manipulation is about control. Now, in regards to supporting resources, if you feel like you may be getting manipulated by a loved one, a friend, a coworker. It is important to reach out to a trusted resource to find help. Resources to consider include a relationship counselor, meaning like a licensed therapist, a life coach, a licensed clinical social worker, sometimes friends, trusted family members, and they also have called a national abuse hotline. So those are some information that I just found from WebMD that talks about if you are in a manipulative relationship and the seven signs to look out for. Now, when we ask the question in regards to why would people even want to do that? Why would you even want to, you know, we know there's bullies out there. We know that there are individuals that are thriving and striving for power. But individuals can manipulate others by using hundreds of tactics. Some, and we talked about of the more common, are using intense emotional connections to control another person's behavior. And we also know, and especially in romantic relationships, if you're dating someone and they move in too quickly, or they want you to, you know, hey, let's go buy a house together. Hey, let's go. No that they that can be very, very dangerous. You want to go buy a house, but you know you ain't got no money. You, you know your FICA score is low. But you're telling this person, well, I could do this and I could do that. So, again, I want to give you some more tactics that individuals use to manipulate others. Use an intense emotional connection to control another person's behavior. Like I said, moving too fast. You don't even know this person, and they're telling you how much they love you. How are you going to love me? You don't even respect me. You don't know me like that. So that's a whole other way. Also, playing on one's insecurities, lying and denial, um, generalizing things, changing the subject, moving the goalposts. It's like first we're here, now we're here, now we're there. It's like, okay, we're going to ever get through this. Using fear to control another person. And using social inadequacies to control another person. And, for example, a person might attempt to use their cognitive disabilities to demean demean another person or dismiss their experiences. Passive-aggressive, we talked about that. Giving a person a silent treatment is a form of manipulating. We talked about gaslighting and recruiting others to help with the manipulation. I remember being a teenager and being in a relationship. I was like, and he would tell his mother, call her. You better tell her to come over. I'm like, I'm listening to your mom in the background. Really? Your mama part of this? So sometimes the manipulator can have difficulties regulating their emotions. They can have difficulties communicating with individuals. And some of the things that it says, why do people manipulate others? Poor communication skills. It's huge. Some individuals may be uncomfortable with direct communication, and others may have grown up in houses where manipulative communication was the norm. That was basically how they got what they want. Another one is a desire to avoid connection. 
Now, some individuals treat others as a mean to an end and use manipulation to control them. This is something, sometimes what they call a system of a personality disorder, such as a narcissistic personality. You have a person that are sometimes there are people out there, and that's what get me with this online dating, and I'm not saying it's, I'm pro or, pro or con, but just be mindful that sometimes with online dating, people are not going to always tell you the truth. And you may find individuals that are out there looking for individuals that are divorced, that are widows, that are um, financially stable. So there's a lot of individuals that are out there trying to compensate compensate on the heels of another person. So, again, a desire to avoid connection, fear, defensiveness. Now, manipulation can be a way to avoid blame. While some individuals blame as their way to control and abuse another person, others do because they fear judgment, have low self-esteem, or struggle with their own shortcomings. So they kind of take it out on other people. Social norms, marketing, advertising, and other financial or political incentives can be a form of manipulation. So, again, you want to protect yourself from individuals that are using those type of tactics. You got to know it when you see it. Like I said, I have a very, very, very strong discernment for something like that. Now, I laugh. I'll be like, you know what? You really don't have to do all of that. And sometimes individuals, you know, they say sometimes it's too good to be true. And if it's too good to be true, sometimes it may not be true. So be mindful, careful. Don't let no one pull your strings, make you be like a puppet, or manipulate you to make you feel guilty about their own stuff that they may have going on, because every problem is not your problem. Now, a lot of times, and I, I talked about the, oh, my nose is itching. I talked about the National Domestic Violence Hotline in regards to um, if you or someone you know is manipulative, even abusive in a relationship, suggest seeking treatment from a therapist or help from an organization, which is the National Domestic Violence Hotline, and their number is one 800 799-7233, and it is a good support group that can help individuals get out of toxic relationships, learn skills, learn tools, help themselves, because it's just a start, because we all got to start somewhere, and especially if you feel like you are too embarrassed, too ashamed, you can't believe that this happened to you, you don't know nobody to know, remember, it's not your fault but you don't have to keep repeating the behavior, nor do you have to stay in those type of relationships. Now, I wanted to go into some situations because some would say, well, Jeanette, how do I deal wisely with manipulative people? You know, some of us may have have parents that are manipulative. We may have children that are manipulative. We may have a spouse that are man- that's very manipulative. And the word manipulate isn't in the Bible still. The behavior was common thousands of years ago. And we even see it in the Bible when we start talking about how Satan got out of Eve to doubt God's goodness and how Rebecca and Jacob tricked Isaac and Esau, how Joseph bullied him, and how Joseph's brother bullied him to the point of slavery. Those were also signs of manipulations, too. And in cases, the manipulator were trying to benefit at the expense of their victim. And that never changed. All humans are born into sin. So all we can be tempted to do whatever it takes to get our own way. In some cases, we all can be selfish. But we also have to make sure that we treat others well and that we respond wisely to people who try to manipulate us. So we have to understand some things. Again, what is manipulation? Why manipulation is wrong? Why individuals manipulate? And, you know, and it's crazy because the person will say, or they'll know somebody did something to them wrong, and they'll say, why do you do that to me? 
I don't, I don't think I'm too old to ask that question. I don't even want to know the answer of what they're going to say in regards to why they did what they did. The impact of manipulation, how to stop being manipulated, and what to expect when you stop playing alone. Sometimes you got to be careful, and like I said, where to find help. Now, I want to go into the impact of manipulation, because some will say, you know what, I don't see a problem with it, but it's definitely a problem, because when you talk about the impact of being manipulated, and even with that spirit, having another person try to take your freedom by retaliation, projection, or gaslighting, abusive behavior that makes you question your sanity can have a hugely a negative impact on you, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. You can develop mental stress and physical fatigue, meaning they could just wear you out. Depression and anxiety, compromise self-confidence, which can lead you to doubt yourself, a threat which can make you think you're going crazy, feelings of helplessness or shame, and unhealthy self-soothing behaviors to deal with the fatigue. Meaning what happens is individuals will start engaging in drug and alcohol use, more toxic relationships, developing other addictions. Hi, Joanna. So there's other things. So, again, you got to learn how to stop being manipulated. Be aware. Be open-minded. It's huge. Like I said, get some input from someone else and ask yourself, is this person safe enough? When I say safe enough, meaning physically, verbally, emotionally, to confront or will I have a negative backlash or they have a negative backlash against me if I say something? So a lot of times individuals are afraid to say something because they don't want to poke the bear. They don't want to start anything. And what to expect when you stop playing alone. Now, when you stop following the manipulator strip, you can expect one of three things to happen. They will be upset with you for a while, but eventually own up to their behavior and make changes in their personal life. And I heard a person say one time, wasn't that, what if he changed? Or now I know went through all of this, I done did all the work, and now he didn't change for somebody else? Don't worry about that. Do not worry about that. So manipulation can stop. This is the best outcome, the one we hoped and we prayed for. But that don't mean you got to automatically go back to that person, though, either, because then now that person may now turn into the manipulator. The person will become worse version of themselves, something else that can happen. They will become more forceful, more verbally degrading, or they will increase pressure on you to make you back down, and they'll return the script, or they'll tell you things like, it says you might even see all three styles of manipulation in the same person. Because what happens is the individual becomes back to turn into savior and becomes the victim who changes into the master, and it goes back and forth. The cycle repeats itself. That's what makes it a toxic relationship. Or the individual can become a worse version of themselves and become dangerous physically and relationally, meaning they may try to ruin your finances, even file trumped-up charges against you, because you don't want to do what they want, they may, will make every effort to hurt you. So that's why you got to be careful with who you are messing with, who you connect yourself to. And like I said, if you find yourself in a broken relationship like that or in a relationship with someone that's being manipulate, manipulative, try to get out of that situation. Now, I said something about, and I wanted to talk about a manipulative spirit. And again, if you want to call in, give me a call because y'all know I don't like talking to myself. I really don't. So we start talking about a manipulative spirit. And some will say, Jeanette, well, what does that spirit look like? You know, and I always think of the spirit of Jezebel. 
are, you know, different types of, it says, what are, what is spiritual manipulation? Now, this is coming from God questions. And it says, what is spiritual manipulation? To manipulate is to negotiate, to control, to influence for one's own advantage. Spiritual manipulation is a technique used by some abusive churches, cults, to control individuals and acquire gain while giving the impression that their teachings are based on the Bible. Now, when I think about Jim Jones, they talk about drinking the juice, drinking that juice, drinking that grape juice, you know, you got to be real careful. And especially with churches opening back up and our People doing it, and I'm not talking bad about preachers. I'm really not. So I don't want nobody to think I'm putting my mouth on somebody or I'm being negative. But there is a manipulative spirit even in the church. Now, some religious groups take scriptures out of context in order to support their beliefs. They isolate proof texts and cherry-pick verses to persuade the uninformed that their interpretation is right. That's why you got to read the word for yourself. You have to develop your own personal relationship with your higher power. Now, we're in the end of June, and my God brother, Delano Blackwell, please keep him in prayer. The one thing he used to always tell me is when your pastor is preaching, open up your Bible. Follow. Make sure he's staying on Scripture. Because a lot of times we even misquote things. We'll say phrases that we say that's in the Bible. It ain't nowhere in the Bible. But we just make it because it sounds good or we done heard it from somebody. And I'll tell people sometimes, don't don't go repeat that. Where you get that from? Even my daughter asked me, Mom, where you get that from? So when we start talking about even claiming that they know the truth and everybody else is wrong. Some have even altered the Bible and produced their own translation to support their religious biases. Now, some denominations use scholastic dishonesty to manipulate. They will use partial quotations from first century Christians and eminent Bible scholars in suggesting that they agree with their views. Now, I'm looking at something, and I'm reading it from God Questions, so this ain't what Jeanette said. It said, take as an example the booklet, Should You Believe in the Trinity? And I was in the Watchtower Society. And they talked about that. And sometimes, like I said, when you, you got to be careful because some individuals manipulate scripture in their own, for their own personal benefit. And when we see, if we hear these things, if you know the word, then you won't be swayed by it. Now, I'm looking at something, and it says, during a conversation between Christians, someone might say, the Lord has told me that. Really? How the Lord go tell you but didn't tell me? If the, God, if the Lord got something to say to me, he going to make sure I know it too. Now, that doesn't mean that individuals may not have a word or you don't shoot and kill the messenger, but by that same token, sometimes that's a way of being manipulate, manipulated. Some individuals go to psychics, and sometimes individuals, and I'm not going to say that there are not individuals that do not have the gift of prophecy, because there are. There are some individuals that can prophesy, but are you prophesying to get paid? Are you telling people what you think they want to hear? That makes a big difference. Going back to the Lord has told me that, this statement essentially shuts down the conversation because it implies that since God has spoken the word, there can't be any further discussion. So don't be fooled by that trick. It is a form of spiritual manipulation or a preacher says, so into my ministry and God will repay you. So and you will reap. God is no man's debtor. Such, could such preaching simply be explosive to appeal for money? You know, and that's one of the things that turn a lot of individuals off is when we start talking about money. Now, I know that a church cannot stand alone. It's a business. I get that. I know that bills got to be paid. I get that, too. Now, we got a caller calling in. Hello, this is Jeanette. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm, you I'm know good. What? How are you? 
We did that whole show yesterday. And when I clicked on the link, do you know only three minutes was recorded? Just you and when that man called in. All the other information, thank goodness it was on Facebook Live because none of it got recorded. I don't know what happened. So we don't oh, have to that's go. That's weird. It's beyond weird. You know, it makes me wonder sometimes how something, something may not want it to get out. Because we were talking about should we mask up? And we were talking about the attitudes of individuals. And we shared some very valuable, important information. And only three minutes got recorded of it, and none of that got recorded. It was just you saying, hello, hello, and then the guy calling in. So today I switched things around. I'm using my desktop computer versus my laptop because I don't know what's going on. But that whole Well, did it go show, on Facebook? Did it go on Facebook? Yeah, it's on Facebook. And then I tried to transition over to LinkedIn. But what's going to happen is when I trans just transferred it over to LinkedIn, they, if they don't have Facebook, they may not be able to listen to it. But the whole show was getting recorded. And it was all like it was getting recorded. And remember the call kept dropping? I was like, oh, my goodness. So, yeah. Now, today's topic, I'm talking about manipulative spirit, and I'm talking about how individuals can be very manipulative, even in a spiritual setting. Now, a spiritually abusive system that misplaced sense of loyalty is fostered and even demanded. Now, I know, and we've talked about things, I know you called in even when Pastor Danisdale was on with me and talked to some things, trying to help individuals to better understand things, better sense of things. Now, but I also noticed from talking to you, some things have changed in your life. You with some things. But when it comes to spiritual or manipulative spirits, what do you, what's your take on that? How would you know if someone is or has a manipulative spirit? How would I feel that? It, how do I feel that when someone has a manipulative spirit? How would you identify that? How would you identify a manipulative spirit? Well, I guess I, I probably I deal, I would identify it by how somebody if how they're handling the situation and if they're trying to manipulate you to feel I don't know how to explain it, but you know, like it's like an example if somebody says, "Oh, I want to go do this, but I don't have any money," right? Okay, but if you lend me some money, then I could go, okay? So then you, I say, normally I would say yes to this person, okay? Mm-hmm. And then I said, no, sorry, I can't. Well, guess what? <laughs> she ended up being able to go anyways. Mm-hmm. So was that manip- was, to me, that's manipulating. Well, and the because thing is, because it I, can so be I don't know how to explain that, but mean. I mean, mm-hmm. And you know what? And a lot of times when we think of manipulation, we always uh, we think of money. You're trying to get something from me. Now, sometimes well, I use that as an example because that was just what happened. But as far as getting someone to do something, you know, or I can't, my car is broken down, or this and that, and I can't do it. They, they, I mean, because are they are you know they want, I don't know, if they if they want help or something, instead of just asking for it, they try to manipulate their way to it by feeling you feel sorry for them or something. Does that make sense? Yes, 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 yes. And a lot of times... And um, I, you know what? I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, the re, uh, Jeanette, I logged in because I knew I was going to, but I'm actually late I, in between appointments, and okay. I have to go back into the doctors, and uh, so oh. I can't really stay on the line right now. So, no problem. Um, you take care but, of your business because that lets me know that you did something anyway, so okay. <laughs> oh no, I already talked to them anyways, and uh, it's not a problem, and I already took a, I'll tell you about it later, but anyway, okay. yeah, it's not a problem. I already discussed it with them, so it right. had nothing to do with me. Okay, okay. but I got to go go get an x-ray Take now. Take care so. of yourself. I will okay, with thank you. Later, and um, okay. hopefully you'll get a good praise report, okay? Thank, thank you, you for calling in. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Now, when we start talking about um, characteristics of spiritually abusive system that plays, sense of loyalty is fostered and even demanded, 
This is not about the loyalty to Christ, but about the loyalty to the organization. Always tell individuals. I remember I used to always say, Lord, me and preachers just don't get along. It's like every time somebody tries to date me, they're a preacher. I don't want to do no preacher. So, but by that same token, I had to realize and I had to understand that a preacher is a man too. And I did. I learned to get it. I just, that wasn't my thing. But by that same token, we have to learn how to separate who a person is from what a person do. And a lot of times that kind of sway people away from church. It sways people away from fellowship. Now, I'm not able to check my Facebook, see if anybody have any questions, comments, concerns. And like I said, and if you want to call in and you want to share how you feel or felt that you may have been manipulated within the congregation or treated unfairly or talk about a manipulative spirit, or you know you've done something that was wrong and you had no business doing it, let's talk about it. Give me a call at 516-387-1914. Because, again, it goes back to it is not about loyalty to Christ. It's about the organization. Now I'm losing my voice. Now, we start talking about because the authority is assumed, and we think that that person is doing it, this, this accomplished by setting up a system where disloyalty or disagreement with the leadership is construed as disobeying God. Now, questioning leaders we know is not allowed. You don't want to question your leader. On that same token, the leader is the authority, and the authority should be right. Such spiritual manipulation did not the truth in Ephesians 1, chapter 1, verse 22, which says that Christ is the head of the church, our loyalty is due to him. And all Christians need to be alert to spiritual manipulation and follow this example from Acts 17:11. Now the barbarians were of more notable character than the Thessalonians, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see what Paul said was true. Did the apostles take Paul offense? So these are just some of the things that, like I said, we got to read the word for ourselves. Now, Jesus told his disciples that they will, would be sheep amongst wolves and instructed them to be shoe snakes and innocent as doves. Now, in Matthew 10, 16, the master's yoke is easy and his burden is light. He gives us rest and is gentle and humble heart. Now, in Matthew 11, 28 to 29, that is a Christ-like example all who shepherd Jesus' flock must amplify. So a lot of times, you know, we see individuals in big, fancy cars or we see individuals and we make it, they, it, it seems like they got it all together. But sometimes we don't know. Sometimes their life can be a lie. Now, the Bible, and I read something earlier about manipulation in the Bible, but this article indicates what got questions. It says, the Bible has much to say about manipulation through examples principles, and direct commands. Scriptures warns us against manipulating others and against allowing ourselves to be manipulated. At its core, manipulation is a type of lying. When someone speaks falsely for the purpose of deception, he or she is being manipulative because to deceive is to manipulate someone into thinking or behaving in a certain way. So all of the Bible's prohibitions against lying can be applied to manipulation because lying is a dreadful sin. And we know that Satan is the father of lies. And in John 8:44, we might all call him the master of manipulation. He manipulated Eve using half-truths and appeals to his desire for wisdom to deceive her into God. To this day, Satan manipulates individuals into traps he set for them masquerades as angels of the light, and in Second Corinthians eleven fourteen, he exploits our weaknesses, strokes our pride, and assures us that following a sinful path is in our best interest. He is insidious in his artfulness. He has many ploys to bring 
us under his control. Now, in the Bible, Samson was a victim of manipulation in a couple of different times. Now, I like the story of, I liked it, but the story of Samson is very interesting. But at his wedding feast, he posed a riddle with the Palestine attendees. If they could answer him correctly, he would give them 30 linen garments and 30 sets of cloth. And in Judges 14, 12, the Palestines were stomped and they resorted to ask Samson's new waste the answer. Now, we're starting to talk about that skipping things because of mine. But the Bible also warns us of those who would manipulate their spiritual matters. The New Testament has many also many warnings for Christians to be on the floor from the false I talked about individuals and in half truth and things of that nature. But what does it mean, false teachers? You must not be easily deceived. Now, you guys know I don't like quoting scriptures. I don't like that. That's not my job. I was hoping that someone would call in that is a Bible scholar that is very knowledgeable in this area, and I can do the therapy part. I can do that all day long. When we start talking about we must not be easily deceived, in Galatians 3, 1, and 2 Peter 2, the second, Paul spoke against manipulators who warm their way into homes and gain control over gullible women who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires. Now, looking at that scripture, sometimes it's not only just men doing it. Now, women are doing it too. We have some women that will do that to men as well as men doing it to women. But when you see it, you have to be able to identify it. And in Timothy 3.6, Jesus warned, Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing. They are raven wolves. And Matthew 7:15. It should go without saying that Christians are not to engage in manipulations or take advantage of others in any way. Each of you must call falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. And in Ephesians. 425, just as important, we should not allow ourselves to be manipulated. Jesus said, be as shoot as snakes and as innocent as doves. Now, when I was thinking about this and I'm looking at this, you know, some individuals are more manipulative by nature. It's just in them. Last night I was got a call because I try to call people back because my phone be ringing constantly off the hook and I sitting here now looking at voicemails and all of this as I'm doing the show, I was talking to people, and the one thing that they know, even if I don't take them on as a client, I'm very honest. And a woman told me, she said, you know what? I appreciate you being honest. And I told her, I don't know no other way because I got to do the right thing no matter what. Now, I've got another caller calling in. Let me log this person on. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Pressure Predicaments Blog Talk Radio, number NNN68. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I am well. Now, what would you like to add to the show as we talk about manipulative spirits? Yeah, that's a good one. That's that's a really good one. Um, my experience has been because I've been on both sides. I've been on both sides of it. You know, I've been the manipulator, and then I've been the one that's being manipulated. Mm-hmm. So. Which one are you talking about? Which side? <laughs> you know what? And I said earlier how people can flip-flop. They really can't. But, but since you said you've been on both sides, I'm going to ask you this question because a lot of individuals, and I respect your honesty, and you come in very forthcoming with that. What made you change being a later? They may see something that they want. They may strive to go after it whether it's for money, whether it's for a yeah. relationship or whatever it case to be, what made you flip the script? Well, uh, that's a good question too. That's a really good, how you flip that on me right there. So, you know, I was just like, <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. That's fair enough. Now listen, hold up a second. Let me just say this real quick. Um, you know, like 
before I would just be out there doing my thing, you know, just doing my thing, you know, the guys do their thing, right? You know, guy thing, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm just using this as an example, you know, so, uh, so I was doing my thing and everything, and 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 I had I had my my you know I didn't ha- I had other people's be- interest in my thought process, but the people that I had in my thought process wasn't the people I should have had there. Okay. You know, the pe- the people that should have been there, you know, those are the people that 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 I should have had in my thought process because we all manipulate us. And if you're just manipulating for yourself, well, that that's a worthless that's a worthless thing. But if mm-hmm. you're manipulating for other people because you got other people's best interest in your thought process, now that's a whole other thing. Now, but when we start talking about that, yeah, because you'll see something you wanted. We see it in leadership. We see it in politics. We see jobs. Parents manipulate their children as they really should want a, to have a positive outcome, but it's still a form of manipulation. So we learn to become manipulators based on watching our parents and seeing what's going on in our home to get what you want. But by the same token, when you wanted to take advantage of another person for your own personal gain and you don't give a flying flute about another person, then that's a problem. Because even being a therapist, there are individuals that are in toxic relationships with manipulators, and they're afraid because they don't know what to do. But, you know, you 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 said it. You said something. They afraid. And mm-hmm. Everybody, 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 everybody that I ever met that lives on the left side of their brain is controlled by fear. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Would you agree with? It's hard to agree with that one because fear can enable, it can handicap. Fear can control I know, but, something. But, but I'm telling but fear you, fear can look, motivate look, people to do something different yeah, too. Look, look, look. Let me, let me, let me, let me bring it down where the rubber meets the road, real quick. Okay. You got the left side. You got the right side, right? Okay. I hang out on the right side of my brain because I had no business over there on the left side. When I mm-hmm. was over on the left, when I was on the left side. I got hit by a truck and put me in a coma, okay? Mm. So when I came when I came out the coma, when I came out the coma, I wasn't I, I wasn't normal, they said. Because the people that had me thought, What's gonna happen with this baby, you know? They wanna know what's gonna happen with the baby, you know. And the doctor said, I, 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 we don't know, you know. You won't know until it gets much older. Well, here I am, an older person now, right? And now I'm thinking, you know, I look back at my life and I think, oh, my God. And then God says, yeah, I know. I showed you what's up with all that. And I said, I know, I know. But how do you tell people this story, you know? How do you tell people? He goes, just tell them the truth. Just tell them the truth. Mm-hmm. That's all I can do. But, but you know, as far as manipulating goes, we all do it. Like you said, we all do it. And some people are selfish. And, you know, God is not looking for people that are selfish. You know, mm-hmm. those, people need to em- those people need to empty themselves of that whole thing so they can get filled up with the real thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking at some information now. I know we only got like 90 seconds left on the show. And I'm looking at four tools of spiritual manipulation. And it's coming from the Trotter family. And, you know, sometimes individuals grew up in certain families, they saw certain things, they learned certain behaviors, and one of the things is is that they gave what's called a brief spiritual manipulator tend to use four tools. They accuse the target of disrespect, gossip, pride, and having a blind spot. Now, with disrespect, the manipulator sends any sort of disagreement or eroded influences, and they will accuse the target of being disrespectful. See, a lot of times when we start talking about emotional maturity, when we start talking about having faith, having um, an understanding, see, if you know what's for you is for you and you're not afraid and you're not, you're healthy mentally, spiritually, and physically, you don't need to manipulate someone to get what you want because they may give it to you anyway. So, but when you use these skills, these these you try to connive someone, it shows the character in another person. 
So as we mature, sometimes we try to distance ourselves from that because sometimes people act like they don't know any better, and that's not going to always get them what they want. So we just got to be mindful of that. And when you see that spirit, spirits are real. They're very real. And sometimes we can connect ourselves to individuals that actually mean us no good. So if you're dealing with that type of spirit, pray. Prayer. Prayer can change things. I told somebody the other day, I'm so glad I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. So if somebody's coming <laughs> in my way, I am. I am great folks. I am grateful that I am covered by the blood of Jesus because when people come to me and they know they ain't foul, you know you ain't right, (laughs) or you're going to leave me alone. I don't have to say nothing. I don't have to expose the person. I don't don't even have to beat the person up because I know I can protect myself. I can protect myself. But I know God taught me. (laughs) So even if if it's financial and you come to me, with a sob story, and I show you favor. Yeah. I'm going to get that back in some because God got me. So a lot of times when we trying to manipulate somebody, you didn't even have to do all of that. You doing yeah. extra work and don't even realize it. You know. That's what happened, that's what happened to Job. Job, Job. He had a beautiful wife, you know, a beautiful woman that God gave him, and he was, he was happy. He had, mm-hmm. he had some boys. He had some boys, and he had some girls. And and Job, and Job he really was partial to his girls. I guarantee that. You know, he, he had some pride there. He had some pride about them babies, you know. And mm-hmm. the girls, he was worried about He was worried about them girls uh, cursing God in their heart because mm-hmm. they cursed God in their heart, you know. They, Job knew what the consequences were of that, you know. And so he was a little he, – he had this pride about his girls. So God was going to deal with little old Job about this little thing. Yeah, he was gonna, he was going to deal with Job about this little thing, right? And and Job had some friends, and they thought them friends they they thought they knew they thought they knew why Job was was going through this whole this whole this ordeal that he was going through, right? They thought they knew why, right? So they all they all spoke up. You read through Job, you see all these all these people speaking up. You know, Job's. Buddies, his, his uh, you know, his 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 age group, you know, and there was one kid, one kid in there. Elihu was in there. He was the youngest of Job's friends, but we don't see God mentioning him. But let's just let's just go on with this. These guys were talking about what they heard about God. That's what they. That's when they talk. That's what it sounds like when you read it. Mm-hmm. And then you got Job. You got Job in the story. You got Job's in the story. You got to remember Job's in there, and you see Job talking to God. Because cause he, he had a relationship with God. You know, a, a relationship mm-hmm. with, with the Spirit is when you can hear. Spirit mm-hmm. you can hear God. You can hear God, you know. And he had a relationship with God. These other guys, you get to Job chapter 42, verse 7. It says, the Lord's wrath was kindled mm-hmm. against Temanite and his two friends because they didn't speak the thing that was right about God like his servant Job had. Mm-hmm. Now, remember Job. His wife even told him, because Satan was behind the scenes back then. Satan was behind the scenes real strong back then. Got to manipulate him. Yeah, his wife told him. His wife told Job. It wasn't his wife. It was Satan. It was Satan back then. It was Satan. Satan showed up, and, and, and out of her mouth, she said, curse God and die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if Job would have cursed God, you know what I'm saying? The whole the whole community have to get stoned, and they have to come over here and stone Job, put his butt to death for doing that. Because but that's the, thing the law. Is, that was the law. Correct. And you know what, way busy. A lot of times, individuals when we start talking about this manipulative spirit, some individuals don't even know, and <laughs> trying to discern that spirit. Some individuals struggle with that because they don't want it to. They don't want to know. It's like I tell yeah. some parents, it may look like your kid, it may sound like your kid, but that's a spirit. You really don't want to mess with, you know. So we just gotta you be just kinda more. Feel, you know, you know the process. You know the out of everybody. I, I know you know because I could I could bring light to it, and you go, I already know that, busy. I'm like, okay, you know that, but I'm just gonna bring some, bring you just a little bit more of this. When them babies are born, I'm a guy, you woman. So you know when the baby come in the world, right? You want to automatically you start putting everything you want your baby to know. You right away you start doing this. Whether you know this or not, 
that baby going to get a little mind of its own around seven, eight years old. You don't know this, but when that baby comes around that age, you're going to have to teach that baby the difference between what's right and wrong. You can't just tell that baby nothing and then and do something different. You've got to line up. Otherwise, you put that baby in the sand, and you think that baby's supposed to perform in the sand? No, baby, on the rock. <laughs> well, that baby the truth. Well, we just ran out of time, and you just gave me a topic for next week to talk about <laughs> rebirth. Some of us need to be rebirthed. We need to be born again. So you just gave me a topic. So thank you for I appreciate you for that. So <laughs> thanks for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Now, on Monday, I want to talk about we're having a lot of mass shootings, mass killings. It's like people are just losing their mind around here. Now, yesterday I talked about should we mask up, and for some reason the whole show didn't even get recorded unless you listen to it on Facebook. We need to get to the point where we end this gun violence. Now, we're already dealing with COVID. We're already dealing with this heat. Now we got people, you got to dodge bullets. For real? This is it's getting out of control. So we need to talk about, or I would like to talk about ending gun violence, and what can we do? Now, protecting yourself is one thing. We got a lot of senseless killings going on all over the world, especially in the United States. So if you want to join me to talk about this, let me know. If you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, some of you know my personal number, or you could call my office number at 714-992-1677, and the calls are forwarded to my cell phone, so I will get the call anyway. So again, thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I appreciate you. And next Tuesday, we'll talk about rebirth. And on Monday, we will talk about ending this gun violence. Again, thank you. Appreciate you, Wade Busy. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you.